The FTC dropped a lawsuit on Microsoft, but I think it's actually a good thing. Happy Friday, friends. Woo, the bombshell has dropped. The bombshell has dropped, and we are podcasting. We're recording and everything else. And as always, the, the timestamps are down in the little YouTube thing. Or if you're on the audio, you got to plow through the whole thing. But, you know, hopefully you had a wonderful week. It's a Friday. Who doesn't like a Friday? I know I like Fridays. Either way, uh, big bombshell news this week. We will get through. Let's just get through the quick tech news because everybody, the, the FTC stuff uh, is monumental. And there's some good stuff in there. So anyways, real quick, the tech news roundup for the Microsoft world is uh, OneNote for Windows adds vertical tabs. So if you've been using the OneNote, it seems like OneNote's getting a little bit of love again. Microsoft is putting a little bit more effort into that, also bringing back a couple of their, what is it, SwiftKey uh, as well. And so OneNote getting uh, getting vertical tabs. It seems like whatever, people were requesting that, and there you go. Uh, Microsoft is adding a community feature to the Teams chat. Now, this isn't work Teams. This is that Teams thing that kind of awkwardly ships with Windows 11 that's like for your personal life. There's now a communities feature. If you're using that, it seems like a Discord-ish like kind of functionality, but there it is. I don't I don't really know what the uptake is of that platform, but Microsoft's making little investments into it. Uh, Microsoft Edge is now at version 108, and I believe the only notable thing here is they actually hide the forward button by default. So, right, you have back and refresh, and then they got rid of the forward arrow to give you a little bit more space up in that little taskbar area, or nav bar, I should say, which hopefully Microsoft isn't going to use to push more junk that we don't really want up in there. Uh, one of the more interesting things that has released this week that will impact quite a few people in a positive way is screen recording is now coming to the snipping tool. Unfortunately, it's locked at 30 FPS in H.264. H.264 isn't the problem, but the, it's the lock at 30 frames per second. I don't know why we couldn't do 60 frames per second, but either way, screen recording tool now available in there. You can't export it to GIF. You get no options other than 30 FPS at H.264 or in H.264, I should say. And, uh, yeah. Also, the information reported this week that Microsoft is mulling over the concept of potentially releasing a super app. Uh, this is this is like a, been a fad that has been sort of, I don't even say it started in China, but definitely WeChat in China has uh, sort of memorialized this idea and companies are like, man, how can we do that here in on like uh, Android or iOS and here being the US or something like that. Microsoft is apparently mulling it over. I, good luck to them. I don't think it's, it's not a concept that has really worked well at least outside of China, but maybe, and I can't imagine what sort of Microsoft super app would just do everything that I would want. Like, what are they going to do? Bing, shopping, email, teams, like put your whole Bing Microsoft universe inside of a single app? Maybe, but that's not how, the, the problem that we have now, at least now in my brain, is that the user, most users, I should say, have been trained that each app does sort of basically one thing. Like you open email for email, you open browser for browser, and have one app that has multiple apps sort of inside of it. I don't know how well that's going to work uh, going forward, but we'll see. You know, good luck to Microsoft. I hope they try because it gives me something to talk about. Okay, let's dive into the big news of the week. The FTC saying to Microsoft, no, like you can't do what you're trying to do, at least initially. Now, there's a lot of details here that we're going to dive into. First off, Microsoft came at it at the 12th hour with a sort of Ombrage, if you will, of press, right? They did the op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. They said, hey, Nintendo, we'll bring Call of Duty to the to, to your platform. I almost said to the Switch, but very clearly it says to their platform. Uh, they went to Valve and Steam was like, and Gabe was like, ah, we don't even need an agreement. Like, you guys have been good stewards of the gaming industry. Have at it. 
And they, they came out with all this information, and despite the rumors late in the hours that the FTC might go 2-2, uh, they ended up voting 3-1 to one to proceed with a lawsuit against Microsoft. Now, their basics uh, of the argument kind of revolve around the fact that the FTC states in its complaint that this deal would allow Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming console and rapidly growing subscription content and cloud gaming business. Now, I think Microsoft might potentially argue uh, against its own favor here that their, their cloud gaming service isn't rapidly growing. I, I, they've noted time and time again that usage of cloud gaming, like the cloud gaming streaming, is actually relatively low. And I would also think they could make an argument that their game subscription business growing isn't exactly doing super well. We've seen for two years in a row that Microsoft's own internal documentation for compensation for their CEO has said that they have missed Game Pass subscription growth targets. So, okay, we'll, we'll take a step back uh, by what is going on there. But we need to dig into the lawsuit because the FTC made a very interesting sort of change or, or, or something that happened that not many people realized right away. They said the FTC chose to, to file the complaint in its own administrative court, not in the federal court. Now, if they were going to the federal court, I believe that means they were trying to get an injunction. An injunction means a, a hard legal stop in this scenario to the deal. But by doing this in their own administrative court, many scholars that have researched and done a lot of reading around this about what the difference between the courts mean because it's in their administrative courts it actually seems more optimistic that the deal will actually close now the reason for they, them doing it in their own court is that it's easier for microsoft to come back and and meet the concessions of the committee of the commission i should say to get this deal across the line so they're not actually seeking a preliminary injunction to stop it from closing that is a really big differentiator now it doesn't mean microsoft's out of the woods first off they've got to figure out what these steps are i mean what if they come back and say hey you got to bring halo infinite to the playstation 5 and you have to do it in 12 months or this deal is not going to happen well that could be a problem although they could just maybe argue that cloud gaming on there wouldn't make that happen but they could come out with something crazy and microsoft be like look bro like that's just not it's not there's not enough time in the world to make something like that happen um so they still have that but one of the interesting things and this might be this will be super interesting one of the primary complaints of the ftc is that from the ftc is that starfield and redfall two games coming from the bethesda acquisition are not coming to playstation like they they use the term exclusive meaning it sounds like they were thinking it was only coming to the consoles but remember, these games are coming to the PC, and you might say, well, Microsoft owns the Windows OS. Obviously, that's still their own platform, but doesn't count. Well, it's, they're coming to Steam, and they're coming to Steam where Microsoft is going to pay, I believe it's a 30% commission or whatever royalty every time they sell one through, through Steam. And so it's not truly an Xbox exclusive. Now, the interesting thing will be, what if the commission comes back and says, look, bring these two titles to PlayStation, and we'll approve the deal. Well, that would be, again, super interesting. I think it would be tough this late in the development cycle to just say, okay, here's a PlayStation port. I mean, they could make that concession, but it's going to take years. Again, they could go the game streaming route, but I don't think Sony is going to allow that. So it, what what are they going to do? And now uh, that is one of their biggest complaints, at least that we haven't pretty much seen so far. And they, they go at this because they say, at least in the European um, dialogue when they were buying, when they were buying the Bethesda, 
couldn't think of the studio title name, that they would not have these exclusives. And Microsoft's probably arguing, like, look, we don't have a console exclusive. We're bringing it to the PC. That is not the same thing. That is, we are holding true to our word. And, of course, the committee's like, well, you're not bringing it to PlayStation. So, you know, it, it depends how you interpret this sort of thing. But Starfield on PlayStation 5? I don't know. We'll see. We will see how this sort of shakes out. Now, here's the other thing. So I've already noted that they're bringing this in the administrative court, but there's a major issue. So we're far from being out of the woods, or Microsoft's, I should say, being out of the woods and wrapping this thing up because it's like, wow, we've got all the major, all the major, the EU, the UK, the CMA, the, the FTC, all these entities have now made their initial rulings. And it's like, are we close to being done? Are we close to getting to the, no, not even close. Uh, because here's the major sticking point. So the FTC set a deadline of August 2nd, 2023 for a response. Here's the problem. Microsoft and their agreement to acquire Activision, they set a June 30th deadline. Now to get past that deadline, technically they're gonna, I believe, have to renegotiate the contract in terms of the deal if it goes in, if, it, if they're gonna miss that deadline. Now, that is a big deal because technically Activision could walk away. I strongly suspect that Activision will not walk away because if you've not been paying attention to the market lately, stocks have been cratering. And I don't think that Activision will be able to justify or be able to get 90, what is it, like $95 a share in this current climate. Now, Microsoft could be like, well, let's renegotiate and get a lower price. But again, they really want this deal to close. I suspect, shooting from the hip, that they will be able to extend this deal without too much issues if they have to go to August because all CEOs involved, uh, Microsoft side and Activision side, both said they still believe that this deal will close. Now, it doesn't mean it has to go into August. Microsoft could come back and say, like, look, these are the steps we're willing to take to mitigate your concerns. They could do this in three weeks. They could do it tomorrow. They could do it in three months. And then the FTC could, I guess, vote again and then approve the commission saying, look, these concessions meet what we need and blah, blah, blah. And then they meet their June 30th deadline to close the deal, at least here in the U.S. So that August 2nd date is problematic for Microsoft. And that is something that Microsoft obviously knows. And so does Activision and many like myself are now watching closely. So we're going to have to keep our eyes on this. If you're thinking this is close. Remember those rumors? They're like, yeah, this thing's going to close in August. No, like anybody who, who has paid any attention to anything in this sort of genre, if you will, would know that you're not closing an acquisition like this uh, that quickly. So there we go. Now the next big milestones are Microsoft's concession in the EU. I think will come first along with the UK slash CMA. That will be around roughly-ish the same timeline. And then Microsoft now knows FTC. I suspect now that Microsoft has all the major commissions out there who are reviewing this that they need to get regulatory approval from to go forward, they can put together a package and just go shopping around to each one and saying, like, look, here's what we're willing to do and go to each of them and hopefully now be able to, uh, you know, make all their concerns go away and then Microsoft can get this close. I... It still seems like there's a good probability this does close, but it is far from certain. It is far from certain. So... Uh, there you go. That is the major massive FTC news this way, uh, this week kind of wrapped up into a couple minute segment there. Hopefully you are on better footing for what is happening. Other quick minor things happening in the gaming world before we jump into the questions. Microsoft, uh, there's a prototype of a new controller that looks something like this. And if you're on the audio version, then you should jump over to YouTube. You can see the video uh, where you can see a screen 
on the on the controller. Now, I believe that this might be a game streaming controller initiative, meaning because you can look at the actual text there where it talks about being able to connect to a cloud gaming system, I should say, not service, but system. And this would be a great way for Microsoft to ship a controller like Google Stadia that connects directly to Wi-Fi and then can connect directly to uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming and then be able to know that you are connected to that service and then bada boom, bada boom, there you go. So I think this product might actually come to market in some capacity. The question becomes that screen at the top, what is it? What's the fidelity? Like, is it a 720p display? I doubt it's 1080. It's probably like 480 or something even lower than that. But there you go. So we've got that controller floating around. Uh, Flight Simulator crosses 10 million players. And Microsoft also confirmed this week on the gaming side that games, first party games starting next year, will cost $70 dues, uh, raising the price. But it, that will not happen until after the holidays, as Phil Spencer promised so let's jump into the questions of the week my friends let's jump in here so what we've got uh, andrew b says what's your favorite oh god what's your favorite episode of bluey mine is the sleepover uh i i think a lot of the episodes are my favorite honestly bluey is a fantastic show my, my daughter's growing out of it um, but I could probably recite the intro to Bluey, which is super catchy. Also, Bluey Monopoly is out for the holidays, which is apparently a huge uh, hot item and hard to get your hands on. So Mr. PKI says, now that there is an FTC lawsuit for the Activision acquisition, does this mean none of the Call of Duty games will be available in Game Pass in 2023? Well, we don't really know. I suspect that it'll take, let's assume that they can close the deal in 2023. I bet they would try to do it for the holiday shopping season get it online here's the other interesting thing let's just pretend let's just pretend that this deal doesn't go through and microsoft can't close the deal and they are, now they have 70 billion dollars i'd be curious if they would still go to activision and be like okay we can't buy you but we'll give you 10 billion dollars for exclusivity or something like that that would be hilarious uh, i don't know if it'll happen but that would be absolutely hilarious uh joa says if the ftc loses its case against microsoft's acquisition blah 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 does it have any consequences to the ftc i mean can they just sue for sport so it really depends i think some of this the the what the ftc is doing is posturing right it has to show that it has authority and it has teeth if they come out and just let this walk through they're gonna get blowback it's a trillion dollar company trying to spend 70 billion dollars to buy a premier title in the gaming industry they absolutely deserve a lot of scrutiny and criticism and review of this that is that is natural and what we would expect and so for the ftc just to come out and be like all right just go through it uh, i think that they would get far too much blowback so and the fact that they're doing this in administrative court makes me believe that hey this is again part of that posturing it's like look ftc is going to come in they're going to make some demands microsoft will abide by them it'll show that the ftc has power and ability to control what the free market is doing in this instance microsoft will get its products get its platform and life will go on that is actually how i honestly think it's going to play out the ftc if they lose Keep in mind, I don't know if it's actually going to get to that point because I think Microsoft will try to head this off with concessions. Uh, if they do lose, then it really just shows that the FTC doesn't have a lot of might and muscle here, at least in this scenario. So they can just, I don't think they just sue for sport. I mean, there are some, uh, what do they call them, vexatious litigators out there. I don't think the FTC is one in this scenario. I'm not going to holistically endorse the FTC by any means. Uh, but in this scenario, I think they are justified in what they are doing, given the size of these entities if they lose again it's just sort of a black eye uh, but life will go on the joe finn says chat gb 
GPT is pretty hot right now. It absolutely is. If you're not familiar with this, this is the open AI initiative where you can go in and ask it. Uh, it honestly feels like what Google should become, but we don't know if Google will get there. I mean, Google, I'm sure, is trying. Uh, have you tried it out? I absolutely have. Have you seen an AI tool like that fitting into your daily workflows? I'll tell you what the best darn use of chat GBT, GPT, if I could enunciate correctly, is, and I will f die on this hill, finding recipes. If you go in there and say, give me a lasagna recipe, you just get a recipe. Now, granted, we have no idea if it's legit, if it's good, uh, because there's no tale about how grandma had to drag um, cows up hills both ways to get to the beef, to get to the lasagna sort of thing. But um, that was a weird analogy, Brian. Good job on that. Uh, but you can get you can get recipes like you can go ask for lasagna recipes and it will just spit it out and there's nothing to it and there's some you got to be careful with what you're asking and it's worth validating it because uh, what was it Stack Overflow is actually banning conversations related to it because chat the the results are close but not super right uh, specifically when it comes to programming so just keep in mind that this is still a beta this is still first time through take it with a grain of salt as you should with everything you should validate through your own independent uh, research and review before making a conclusion that the uh, chatbot in the sky is giving you the correct and accurate information that being said it is super awesome like there there's some this is going to be this is like the first cortana that isn't terrible um even like alexa which hopefully that blow up nobody's speakers. Uh, Amazon is saying like there's been shifts internally pulling money out saying like there's not a lot of value in this. But the chat that we are seeing now actually feels like there's some tremendous value here. And it's not just spitting out just a, a table uh, response, if that makes sense. Mr. PKI coming in with another one. In the past, we have seen the 12 days of deals from Microsoft Store for one, ga one day game specials. Harbors. Do you think we will see that this year? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. We should find out here next week, actually, if they're going to do the 12 days of deals, uh, holiday deals, if they're going to do it leading up to Christmas. Actually, they should probably do it before then because you don't want to buy this stuff and not have it show up for 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 the day, uh, if you will. So I, don't, I actually do not know. I do not know. Microsoft's probably too busy trying to figure out the FTC to think about putting together deals. Although they had some great deals on the Series S. Like it, I, ho I hope for Microsoft's sake they sold a bunch of those things because they did put some serious effort into it. I mean, they had the holiday packaging. They had 199 bucks on Instagram. And uh, they've been doing some good stuff with that. So we'll see. Uh, and then Francisco C says, Ignoring the first half of the year and potential delays, what do you propose would be a realistic release for holiday, oh, for holiday 2023 hardware or software? Woo. Woo. Um, let's think some through some logic here. Potential. I don't know if we'll see, see, like, part of me is like, well, we just saw that controller for the patent, but typically Microsoft doesn't release new controllers like that back-to-back -back years specifically meaning we just got that new elite core i don't think we would see an elite series three next year i'm not saying we won't watch microsoft you know uh change direction for once and ship elite controllers in back-to-back -back years i don't think we will see that next year also because it's now in the uh controller designer design lab and so i don't know if we'll see that i don't think the only hardware that i would expect potentially for microsoft if they're going to go big and go go home would be a series x without the disk drive that would lower the price but then they'd have three SKUs in market which is not not something maybe microsoft wants to do 
Now they could quite, I'm sure there's a cheap way to potentially manufacture that because all you gotta do is just cover up the little thing. They should just put some like duct tape over and call it and call and call it like a fallout edition console and uh, just ship it without, without the drive and just make it easier for them. Um, I don't, I don't, it's, it's too early because there's a lot of games that we might potentially see land in the second half, but I think we're a little early to start making predictions because there's some things floating around, but I, I don't want to say what they are yet. Uh, cause I don't know if they're accurate. So there you go. My friends Friday, wrapping it up a little bit, of, a little bit of FTC salt and sugar, uh, on your week. And that thing is just getting heating up. And so if you like that kind of content, you're going to be happy for the next three to six months because it's going to be coming for a while as a content creator. I look forward to it. it gives me things. Cause typically honestly, from like a, like this side of the camera perspective, the, uh, mid-January through, I mean, honestly, up until like E3 sometimes, it's really slim and dry. And then the second half of the year, it explodes, right? The holiday, right basically from end of August through uh, about now. I mean, close to Christmas time. It's it's high season, and then we hit the lows real quick starting next year. So it'll give us, uh, it'll give content, which is fantastic. So uh, either way, hopefully you, my friends, had a wonderful week. I had a great week. Keep yourself subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.